and welcome to Everybody's a Somebody, a podcast where we listen to the stories of others. My name's Joey, and I am joined here by Eric. How's it going, Eric? Good, Joey. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, before we get into your story and all that stuff, do you want to tell everybody like where you're from and what you do? Yeah. So um, I currently live in Philadelphia. Um, I just moved up here in April um, from Baltimore, where I was for six years. Um, and originally, I was born and raised in Rhode Island, where... Um, my stories that we're going to talk about um, kind of center. Yeah, that's um, great, man. And then for a living, I do, I work in emergency management um, here in the city. So it's been a busy year. Yeah. So like, what is your job and title you doing? Um, so I'm a continuity operations program manager for the city. Okay. Um, so it's uh, basically just working with every department, making sure that they have plans if, um, they lose key systems or key people that they can still do essential functions. Okay. Well, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's uh, pretty com- complex. Um, and I work with every department and agency in the city, which is pretty cool too. Oh yeah. That, that sounds really interesting to be able to, to get to see all those different types of jobs all the time and everything. It also kind of sounds like a, a pain in the ass to have to deal with connecting all those strings. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a uh, bit of a challenge, but we're working on it, and uh, that's kind of why I was hired to start to make those a little bit more of a robust program. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I hope it's going well. I'm sure <laughs> this year has been uh, a bit of a thorn in the side, but I hope it's it's working out for you. So far, so good. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what can you do? Um, all right, man. Well, do you want to go ahead and start hopping into your stories and, and tell us all about your time as a ranger? Yeah. So, um, my stories are based when I was in college. Um, each summer I would be a park ranger at the Rhode Island beaches. Mm -hmm. Um, so to kind of set the stage here, uh, the camp, I worked out of a campground where, um, it had the main office for four or five different beaches across Mm -hmm. the Rhode Island shoreline. Um, this campground, we had campers, but when I say camping, they were in RV campers, um, mm. <laughs> so lug- luxury, you know, yeah. camping, yeah, glamping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the The problem was the electrical system um, for the campground was um, updated last time in the eighties. So mm. we always had circuit breakers blowing and angry campers. Mm. Um, I remember I had to, um, I kind of snapped at a camper one night. It was like 1230. He's yelling at me and my partner to get his electricity back on. Um, and we're like, it's 1230 at night. Just go to bed, sir. Yeah. And <laughs> he had his refrigerator, lights, sound system, TV all running, <laughs> and he wanted them back on. Yeah. You know, a real camp camping trip. Right, yeah, really getting out in the wilderness and getting one with nature. Right. <laughs> so um, the rangers would be posted up out, or their home base was this campground. Mm-hmm. And you would get sent out to different um, beaches to patrol, make sure nothing was going wrong, um, making sure nothing was burning down. Um, so... My first two seasons, I was on third shift, midnight to 8 a.m. Hmm. Um, and that was, it sounds bad, but we didn't have any bosses there until maybe 
6 or 7 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Okay. So we kind of had free reign. Right, yeah. Um, so that was my first two years. And then after that, I became a campground clerk, which um, you worked more in the office, um, mm-hmm. but you worked with the rangers still. And then my last two years, I was a ranger because um, I thought I was going to get a real job out of college. And <laughs> we all know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then I went back to being a ranger um, for two years. So I kind of picked out, I made a list of stories as I was going through my six seasons because um, mm-hmm. I thought it would make a good like TV show at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I picked some highlighted um some highlighted uh, stories that I had from there um, yeah. to kind of share with everybody. Yeah, of course. Go go right ahead. I'm dying to hear them. So um, my first season, it was third shift. Um, it was probably 2.30, 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, and I'm, in, I'm 18 years old at the time. My partner is 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the supervisor ranger. I was the partner ranger. We had a ranger truck with the lights and the sirens um, and we would play around with them. And if a cop car saw us, they would get mad at us and like tell us you can't be doing the lights on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one night we were kind of playing around with it and a cop pulled up right next to us and we're like, oh, crap, he's going to yell at us because we were playing with the lights and the sirens. Mm-hmm. And he starts like revving his engine next to us. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, is he going to like race with us as fast yeah. and furious here? <laughs> uh he the light turns green and he shoots off and we're like we're not gonna do this because yeah. we're gonna get screwed over yeah not falling for this one <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> he goes swerves and loses control of his car and goes headfirst into a stone wall oh man <laughs> and we're like did we just see that happen like we Went over, made sure he was okay. He was getting out of the car. He was fine, um, luckily, because it was like full. He had to make it up to, I would say, 35 to 40 miles per hour at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, are you okay? You right? It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You guys get out of here. I'll, I'll take care of this. Like, are you sure we can stay and give you any support? No, no, just go. So we left. Um, we went back around to see, you know, the tow trucks coming, ambulance, other cops there um, with the scene. Come to find out uh, in the police uh, records the next day when we were looking at it, uh, he said that he had a deer jump out in front of him. Of course. Yeah. Why he had to swerve. There was no deer there. No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, he had to have some reason why he slammed into that wall, right? Right, right. So... (laughs) That was just one of those like weird instances where like you'd never expect that to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's you, you would expect a police officer to have some, a bit of poise or something, a bit of a, uh, be a little more serious. And, and like, I, I guess that kind of makes me feel a little bit better to know that they do act like people. Um, but at the same time, I bet it was a bit of a laugh when he saw that, like, Oh yeah, there's definitely no deer there. Right. Right. <laughs> And they were always the ones like if we were messing around on the radio, which if it's three o'clock in the morning, we're not being as serious as we would during the daytime on the radio. Right. (laughs) And we would get our main dispatcher calling us being like, stop messing around. Um, The police 
the local town police calling us to say, stop messing around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so that was one story that we had, which is just kind of a little fun incident that happened, yeah. I would say, because no one really got hurt, which was, which was good. Right. Yeah. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> right. Um, there, I mean, there are some stories that I have from my Ranger days that I'm not going to share because they had some, it was either disturbing or just bad instances. Um, and that's right. just how it is in the summer. Um, when you're working down in the beach area, you're going to have creeps, you're going to have incidents, you're going to have, um, bad things happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this, I'm, I'm keeping all these stories that I have light and fun. Right. <laughs> So the the next one I have is um, this was when I was a campground clerk working um, in the office. And now a campground clerk is the one that checks people in, basically is the local dispatcher for the rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so mainly when you're in that on second shift, you're popping open the laptop and watching DVDs um, until somebody comes in and you have to work with them. Right, right. Um, so around it's probably around supper time um the rangers were coming in to have their dinner breaks we were all just hanging out shooting the shit um and this couple comes in and the woman is visibly shaken and the guy is holding his hand in a cloth and it looks like he got like attacked or something Mm -hmm. and she's coming in shaking being like can you please call the animal control. And we're like, Oh boy. Um, Cause we had fisher cats. I don't know if uh, you have fisher cats out in your area. Uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe you'd be called something different. It's, it's like, um, I would say sort of like a bobcat, but a little bit smaller. And yeah, it's, it screeches like a, um, like a baby's crying. Oh no. Yeah. Definitely don't have those. Yeah, it's it's a very like creepy like if it's going through the area, you know it's going through the area. It's a very mm. creepy little thing. And we've had that have issues on that before with them. Um so we thought it was maybe something like that, um, or their pet got attacked or something like that. And she was like, I need you to call the animal control because our pet has attacked us and we have locked it in our bedroom in our R V um and we don't know what else to do. Um, so we're all like, okay, um, we can call the animal control. We'll get them down there. Uh, and then the ranger in charge was like, so, um, just, you gotta let us know what type of pet it is. Like what kind of, we're thinking like a German shepherd or like a big dog. And they go, no, it's our cat. (laughs) 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 So I'm at the front desk and there's a, the ranger was talking in there. The supervisor ranger turned around and just starts cracking up. like, (laughs) And I'm facing them and I'm trying to hard, really hard not to crack up as he's just dying laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So it it ended up being a a house cat, just a normal house cat that um, just snapped Mm -hmm. and animal control, um, they told us that sometimes just house pets, just something snaps in them and they kind of go crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that just is a reality. 
Um, yeah, they're animals. That happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I didn't get to actually see them put it in. I was told afterwards that basically they use the, um, you know, the, like the snare with the, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the, pole. the handle with the yeah, handle with the uh, rope coming out of it almost. Yep. Um, they basically got it with that and then just like crammed it into this box. Jeez. Um, and cause it was just going crazy and it was swiping at them and everything. Um, and what happened was they, uh, basically they offered to put it down, but then the owners took it to the veterinarian's office. They said, now that you have it in a case, we'll take it and we'll take care of it. We think it got put down, but we aren't sure. Right. Cause yeah. they never came back to follow up with us. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was one where it was like, wasn't expecting it to be a house cat. Right. Yeah. You're expecting that. I looked up that Fisher cat while you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like a, uh, uh, it's almost like a minx or something. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a weasel or something almost. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's very interesting. I, I, we, yeah, we definitely don't have those here in Indiana. Um, they're cute though. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they might look cute, but they are vicious. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, 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 <laughs> they'll, they'll go after anything, like especially mm-hmm. small dogs and things like that. Um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's, um, in the campground, we only allow cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes like a smaller dog could get attacked by a fisher cat or right. other wildlife in the area. Um, we did have a gentleman that had a parakeet in his bird that he would always sneak in. Okay. <laughs> and when we had him sneak in and we found evidence that he had the bird actually in there, we would always have to kick him out. Yeah. But he like, was what? someone high up in the state. So he would just complain and be allowed back in. That's a, all right. <laughs> you can't go a couple of days without your bird, man. Like, yeah, Oh yeah. He would, he would be driving and the bird would be on his uh, shoulder as he's driving into the campground. <laughs> I saw you with that bird. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't got a bird. (laughs) That's basically every time it happened, we would be like, he's here. You got to find the proof of the bird. Yeah. (laughs) We got to, we got to follow the the trail of feathers. We know he's got the bird. Bird dude's here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's funny, man. Um, And so the majority of our workforce was college kids. And right. Yeah. Most of the majority of the day, the bosses would be there from probably between 6 a.m. and 3 or 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. on a given day. So second and third shift pretty much had free reign mm-hmm. of we had a couple people that were like we had a musician that was with us. He was in his 60s and he did that so he could have um, sort of a stable income during the um, the summer or extra income. And he did his gigs at night. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was another lady who was. Um, very quiet and she'd been doing being a ranger for like 20 or 30 years. Um, she didn't really talk to us that much. She was, she would just go to the booth, do her shift and then head out. Um, and, uh, but most of us were between 18 and 20, 24 or so, Mm -hmm. give or take. Um, and it's all college kids, um, some of the guys were trying to get into the fire academies, um, police academies. So it was kind of a transition to other jobs. Right. Yeah. It's a middle job. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a lot of responsibility, but not a lot of maturity. 
Yeah. It sounds like very little oversight. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, did you ever do um, paper wasps? No. no. So you would take a paper and you would fold it up and make it um, sort of a longer string and then fold it over. So it's making like a point. Oh, okay. And then you rubber band it. And then you rubber band it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So one, uh, one season we got really bored in second shift and there was, I think six of us on shift mm-hmm. and the office when it was dead, it was probably, we would start at like nine or 10 o'clock before 12 o'clock shift change. And <laughs> we would shut off the lights in the office. We'd open up all the doors and then we would basically do wasp wars. We would do like <laughs> break off into teams and just start doing um, basically like paintball with uh, wasps. Right. Um, and like at one point we had a sound system set up and we would start the um, the round and we would have like Star Wars music or any John Williams score to like give us yeah. a soundtrack while we're doing some <laughs> you know, epic maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> we did that oh, it was probably like a month like we had other rangers coming in at midnight coming early so they could participate it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun yeah uh <laughs> it was great until one ranger went full john wick mm-hmm. and he dove through the front door and went right into the fish tank of the boss Oh, <laughs> man. Luckily, it didn't shatter, but like the yeah. filter in the top broke. So we had to like jerry rig it back to normal. Um, that ended our wasp wars. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine you guys put that to bed real quick after that. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, man. there was other time where they, um, we were doing something along those lines where we were messing around. Mm-hmm. And we closed the middle office door mm-hmm. and we were like joking around like, Oh, I'm just going to shoulder it until somebody actually trips and accidentally shoulders it. And then we have to explain to the bosses why we broke a door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was uh, a lot of those little antics that we were like looking back at it. It's like, I don't understand how we didn't get fired. Right. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> understand how these, as a kid, nobody was like, all right, you're out of here, man. Like, right. That's enough. <laughs> Um, but then, um, I do have one more and this is a bit of, of legend sort of thing Okay. for the people that were around when it happened in the office. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was on third shift. This is my second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was third shift and my partner that I had very, very nice guy, not the best people skills when it comes to dealing with drunks or people that don't want to get off a beach when they're told to, that they have to leave because it's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so one night we got our tires slashed on a ranger truck. Um, okay. Uh, another night we had to actually call the state police and the um, local police to come and help us with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point um, we were talking to the one person in this group as some other people were like encircling us. I'm like, we need to like back off and just yeah. call for backup. Like this is not what we are paid to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and at that, that group, somebody actually lunged, like they tried to run over the cops while they were leaving. So like 
that was the season of police reports. I think I was in the police department six or seven times to fill out police reports after a shift because of it was just that active that summer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that many people being out being idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't the, he was one that is a good person in small doses, but if you have to spend mm-hmm. eight hours every day with him, kind of wears on you a little bit. Yeah. Kind of hard to handle. Yeah. Uh, again, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, so it was probably like middle of the summer. So late July, early August, I would say mm-hmm. we're doing our patrols. Um, and he went to talk to one group on this lifeguard chair. Mm-hmm. I went to talk to another group to get them off the beach. And when you talk to the group, if they're not making a fuss, you basically just say, you know, beach is closed. So just finish up what you got to do and then go out. Right. Um, we'll be back around two. If you're still here, please leave before then. Right. He goes over to this group on the lifeguard chair. This group is in a one's in ski goggles. One is wearing a skipper's captain hat. Um, just outlandish. And they're all holding pies. Okay. <laughs> and he's trying to tell them to get off the beach. Um, and it wasn't going well. And then one just says, like, he got a little bit angry, jumped off the lifeguard chair, and a full lemon meringue pie went right in the middle of my partner. <laughs> and then the other two threw their pies. One went in his shoulder. One went right across his pants. Oh, man. <laughs> and these guys, um, the newspaper dubbed them the pie bandits. Okay. <laughs> These guys had to be track runners or something because they booked it off of this beach Mm -hmm. and out of sight very quickly. Yeah. Um, The information he gathered from them was they were European and staying in one of the houses. Um, Okay. But when I was walking over, it's like you could obviously tell they had no European accents. (laughs) Yeah. So this to him, these were Europeans that all for some reason had pies and they were just there to cause mayhem or. Oh, when when we asked him, why, why didn't you feel suspicious about the pies? His response was, I thought maybe they're getting uh, you know, dessert on the beach late at night. Everybody had their own pie, and that was what your response to? If I saw if I saw a group of three people with more than one pie, I'm suspicious. Right. And they mm. book it out of there. He takes two steps and he's a bigger guy. He was not mm. gonna catch them. Right. He took two steps and takes out his radio and calls dispatch. Mm-hmm. And that was just, he was just all like flustered because he just got hit with three pies. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, 590 to control, 590 to control. And the dispatcher on the other side was like, you could tell he was like just waking up from a nap. He wasn't into it. Right, he was yeah. like, go ahead, 590, what is it? And he goes, I just got pied. <laughs> <laughs> and the dispatcher comes over, you just got what? <laughs> I just got pies thrown at me. <laughs> What what a wild thing! Like if I can't imagine the dispatcher, like is this dude saying pie? Is he saying he's got pie? I- <laughs> so and I like these. Um, we had the police come, so that was another police report. Yeah. 
Um, but these guys, they were never found. We have no uh-huh. idea who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it was it was almost like it was a coordinated effort, like a military strike or something, yeah. like in and out real quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was that. So the next morning, he was the supervisor ranger. I was the support ranger. So he mm-hmm. was like, uh, do you want to um, go into the back and talk to the boss? And he's kind of shaken at this point because our boss was not a real forgiving one. He yeah. would one of those ride you until you quit or shape mm-hmm. up. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've had a few of those. <laughs> and he, I'm like, nope, no, you're the supervisor ranger. You can, you can go and talk to him and uh, <laughs> I'll wait out here. And so I was waiting out there with the shift change and the, uh, with the clerk and everything. And I was recounting the story of what happened. And you just hear from the back, him getting screamed at and like eaten out or chewed out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, getting chewed out. And um, he comes back out and he's just white as a ghost. And um, like, you, you sit down, I'm going to go talk to Bernie now and I'll go back and talk to the boss. I'm like, Oh, did you uh, talk to the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laying into me and he's like, where were you? Where were you when this happened? Why didn't you say anything? Well, I went to talk to another group. And by the time I get over there, it was already too Done. too far gone. Yeah. Like I got over there as the pies were getting thrown. Yeah. And he made a good point because he was like, what if they had a knife? If they got that close to hit you directly in the stomach that was dangerous. You guys should never be put in that. Um, but he didn't ha- he said it in a less nice way than that. Right. Yeah. He probably had a different bit of phrasing there. Yes. <laughs> um, <and laughs> so yeah, that, um, that was the pie bandits. It made the newspaper. Um, and they are sort of, they were sort of a legend um, for the rest of the season. It's like, Oh, watch out. The pie bandits are going to come back for you. Any minute now. Um, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the heroes we needed, but, it, or the ones that we deserve, but it was the ones we needed right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I feel, yeah. that's kind of my, like, uh, favorite story of the Rangers, the, the night of the pie bandits. Yeah. No, like I, <laughs> When you said you, you wrote these down because it would make a funny TV show, I would 100% watch this TV show. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like very Brooklyn 990. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, that's, that's, that's why I appreciate Parks and Recs, um, mm-hmm. the show, because like I understand when they like deal with the general public. Yeah. Um, like we had one older guy that came in, um, and Rhode Island has a lot of Lyme disease. Um, in it um so i'm my sister and i were the only kids in our neighborhood not to get lyme disease um, oh, wow. because they're the the deer population is just so rampant mm-hmm. um and we had one old guy come in um that he camped throughout the summer and every time he'd come in he'd talk to the clerk and be like um what are you doing about the eradication of all the deer uh, nothing we're like, yeah, what, what are you talking about? And he would go over about all the diseases he got from um, deer ticks mm-hmm. and how they all need to be destroyed. This dude's planning a deer genocide. <laughs> yeah. So one, one time he came in and I was there and he started on the deer genocide again. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh, well, the National Guard base across the street, um, they do target training. They shoot darts to make the deer sterile. So <laughs> then they don't, they won't populate anymore and it'll thin out the deer population and make it more manageable. And he's like, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm glad they're doing that. I'm like, yeah, sure thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. They're, they're out there killing them right now. Right. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> the, um, the, the other clerks were not happy when he came in because when he came in, he usually didn't hit the toilet. Yeah. So that was yeah. one of those where it's like, Oh, this guy's coming in again. We got to get ready to clean the bathroom. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's great, man! I can't. That pie story is hilarious. I can't imagine like having to fill out the police report and the cops just like. So, you're telling me it was three possibly European men, and they all had pies, and you got hit by the first pie, didn't move, and got hit, proceeded to be hit by two other pies, and apparently they're athletic sprinters. Yeah, that is, it was uh, very, very interesting, but it was two hours. So, like, I didn't get home until, you know, 10 a.m. Yeah. And that's just, uh, that's, that summer, um, I didn't sleep as well because um, my first summer, um, my partner and I, we would do um, from 2 to 4.30, take a nap in our cars because mm-hmm. nothing happened on the beaches between 2 and 4.30. Yeah. Right. Um, then we would get uh, go to the farthest beach out. And sleep until about six thirty seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, from five to six thirty to seven, um, and then we would go back in and wash the truck or do whatever we needed to do in the morning. Um, when I started with this other partner, I told him that that's what we did the last season, and maybe we should do that. So then we can um, not be zombies, and we can have some sort of a normal summer. Right. Um, he went and asked the boss if it was okay if we napped on the job. This goddamn narc. <laughs> um, but with that, um, I was, didn't get that much sleep that summer. And later on in that summer, I fell asleep at the wheel and my I was driving my truck home and uh, hit oh, six wow. trees. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that was a very – my second season as a ranger was much more eventful than my other ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. At first, I thought you were going to say you didn't sleep because you were afraid the pie bandits were coming back. But oh no, uh, that sounds a lot more brutal. <laughs> and then the the last night that I um I was on shift, mm-hmm. um, it was after six seasons, so I was the most senior ranger left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't a supervisor ranger because for ninety cents more and three times more responsibility, it wasn't worth it. Right? Yeah. No, there's no point. Um, so the, the supervisor ranger that night was like, Hey, I know you got a campsite tonight. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never camped in this campground. I've worked in for six seasons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I popped up a tent and I'm like, well, that's fine. And he's like, you can just patrol the tent area for the night. Um, I'm like, Oh, great. And then I had everyone come over to a campsite during their shifts Mm-hmm. And I just popped the trunk and I had a full bar in the back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and went out with a bang. It was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's uh, definitely sounds very interesting. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, is there anything you want to add about being a ranger or if there's anything you would like people to know about being a ranger before we move on? Uh, so yeah, rangering was fun for the time. I'd never want to do it again. Um, but it was a fun job and I made a lot of friends. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things like, you know, we have those stories that we shared and everything. So, I mean, 
rangering, it all depends on where you are when you're rangering. Um, like a beach ranger is not really a real ranger, like a right. national park ranger. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a fun time. And yeah, I, I think that's about it that I have for that. <laughs> yeah, man, I understand. I mean, I'm not to compare, but I worked at Taco Bell and I feel the same way about Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, there fun, you go. It was fun to work there, but would never in a million years do it again. Right. <laughs> Couldn't pay me a hundred thousand dollars to work with the general public, especially in fast food. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we're gonna go on to the uh, asked and answered. I got three mm-hmm. random questions for you. I'm gonna roll a dice. See what we get. All right. Your first one. Uh, what is your favorite movie? Ooh, um, that has to be Jurassic Park, hands down. Okay. Well, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Your second one. Oh, this is a good one for you. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, so I got this one recently in a, like an icebreaker jobs um, teams meeting. Um, so this is kind of, I'm going to go with teleportation because that means I can still travel and not have to worry about COVID at that point. That is a good answer. If I had to choose, I would choose between teleportation and like mind control. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for insidious reasons. I just, it's a lot easier to, to go through life if he could just walk into a bank and say, hey, I feel like I deserve $100,000 right now. And they're like, yeah, here you go. And you can walk out. Yep. You know, I don't, I, don't I don't understand why people are like, yeah, I want to fly. It's like, why fly when you could just be there instantly? Mm-hmm. And you got to worry easier. You got to worry about planes at that point in time. Yeah, and, and bugs and like it gets mm-hmm. cold up in the atmosphere. It's They're not thinking through. Nobody's no, definitely about not. <laughs> um, your next question. Uh, if you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Okay. That's a tough question. That is. That yeah. is. Um, I would ask for enough money to live comfortably. I don't need a lot. Just enough to live comfortably and not have to worry about it. Right. Um, I would like, uh, wish to know all languages. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that's definitely one. Cause I was never good at languages. Um, uh, and then. Hmm. I'm guessing, yeah, the third wish can't be you can ask for more wishes, right? Yeah, new <laughs> wishes. Um, I can't think of a third one right now, so I'll take the Aladdin route and free the genie, and then maybe he can be my pal, and uh, we can, he doesn't have to obey me at that point, but he can maybe help me out later on. There you go. That, that, that'll... That's definitely help. I feel, yeah, I feel like if you freed a genie, he might be a little more willing to grant you a wish here or there later on. So, right <laughs> through friendship, you get infinite wishes. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's great. Thank you uh, so much for for coming on and telling your Granger stories and answering those questions. Uh, before we go, uh, I want to talk about your podcast that you do. Uh, it's uh, it's really funny. Do you want to go ahead and give a little bit of a description about it? Yeah. Um, so it's a uh, villains on vacation. Um, we talk about each episode. We focus on one villain. Um, and we discuss, we discuss the villains characteristics, but then we also go into what a date would be like 
what type of job we would hire them for, um, where their vacation spot would be. And then we talk about also the vacation buddy they would like to bring with them, mm-hmm. but then also the vacation person they don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I listened to all of the episodes you've had posted uh, this week while I was at work and my absolute favorite thing about the show and something that I thought was very unique and it really brought a different aspect to it is you guys drink a theme drink the entire time. Yes. So, and I, I like that a lot because it, it adds um, <clears throat> a little, adds a little bit more complexity as the, as the podcast goes on, because maybe you get a little more uh, intoxicated and your answers get a little more free, full, uh, free flowing. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah. And then you review the drink at the end, which, which I like, because it's usually a little less, um, uh, a little less critical at the end than it is at the beginning. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and well, and, um, so far we're not doing too good with our odds on having a good drink by the end. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I kind of picked up is that you guys had, uh, um, it sounds like you had a few not too great of drinks that you you had to drink the entire time. The the worst one is still the Loki drink where it just tasted like moldy mouthwash. Oh, that sounds yeah. yeah but it was listen, it, it sounded pretty rough to oh, put down. But it was cool because it had a cubed ice cube in it and it was bright blue so it looked like the Tesseract. So I mean, aesthetically it looked cool. Yeah, aesthetically, I'm sure it looked very pleasing. Uh, audibly, it sounded like it was a bit of a chore to drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's great, man. Um, do you have anything else that you want to plug or promote before uh, we get out of here? No, it's uh, it's our um, just our podcast. So um, we have a Christmas special um, coming out soon. Um, and then we just recently redid our um, Joker one um, to give them an actual treatment of our new um, our new setup. Um, that mm-hmm. we did. And um, yeah, so we, we redid the Joker. So that'll be coming out soon. Um, and then we just asked that um, anyone listen, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram. Um, Villains on Vacay is what we are. V-A-C-A-Y. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely plug that whenever I uh, I post this episode up. <clears throat> uh, but for anybody out there that's listening and wants to be on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at everybody.is.a.somebody. Uh, I want to hear everybody's story. If you have a story, do you feel like anybody, uh, you feel like you want to tell it, I'm, I'm here to listen to it. Uh, but, you know, until then, thank you so much for coming on, Eric. It was, it was really, really fun talking to you, man. Oh yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's was uh, good to uh, share those stories with the, you know, the public now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going to be laughing hearing them. <laughs> awesome. Well, on, until next time, we'll see everybody later. <laughs>